0: A very warm welcome to the Kudos community. Kudo is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world, and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. A big, big thank you to our sponsors AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath developing GPUs and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much all walks of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralized and traditional finance by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. For more information and to support the Kudos Podcast, why not check out our sponsors in the description below. Okay, thank you everyone for tuning in to our latest kudos cast, episode three, Lights, Camera, Crypto. As voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos Cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. Today we have director and screenwriter Ted Byron Baybutt from the London based production company Chasing the Bear Films. Hi, Ted. Welcome to the studio. Hello. Thank you. And Ted is here. Hello back. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted is here to tell us all about his new film, Slammer a UK independent sci-fi thriller that Kudos is very proud to be sponsoring. Ted, what can I say? I'm very excited to have you here today. <laughs> I think we were, you know, just talking pre-recording and, you know, even though this is episode 3, we've only done two before, it's kind of a nice, you know, nice break from the normal crypto blockchain uh, conversations and we've entered the film world. So, yeah, very excited to have you here today. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank and, you, very much. Um yeah, absolutely. And um, please introduce yourself.
1: So, uh, name uh, Ted Byron Baybutt, writer, director, and uh, producer on Slammer, um, a, a British independent film uh, that uh, you guys very kindly are, um, you know, sponsoring and 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 you know, working with me on. So that's wonderful.
0: Excellent. Um, Yeah, welcome to the Kudos Cast. I think I I mean I'm I'm speaking on behalf of our listeners, but um, I'm I'm hoping they'll agree with me that this is you know quite an interesting topic. Um, There's probably a few people right now thinking, okay, what's Kudos got to do with a sci-fi thriller? (laughs) 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 Why have you got involved? Uh, Where else should you be be spending your money? But no, I think this is um, after we've kind of gone through this, people will understand. Okay, that's 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 pretty cool and.
1: A good bit yeah, I would say after the end of this, uh, they need to be uh, totally convinced, so no pressure at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, okay, so yeah, audience, uh, welcome to a pitch for the next half hour, Jacob. Excellent. All right, thank said thank you again for, for joining us. And um, yeah, I'd say we're we're very happy and very excited to be involved in this film uh and the journey with you. And we've joined you at a very early stage actually um and by early stage i'm not talking about filming i know you've done you know the, the, the vast majority of that um but in terms of uh, pre-promotion the the kind of the listing or, or the, uh, the the cast crew and cast event that you're going to be doing in september so, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of momentum that we can help build with you and kind of share that journey so yeah thank you very much
1: no absolutely and and, and again it I, I must I must say that this is a, a a long running project that I've been on for years. so it's it's wonderful to be able to have this uh, podcast uh, with you, Pete, at a time where I've got all the stories. You know, if we'd done this at the beginning, i I probably wouldn't have as much to say, but it's after three years I've got a a fair amount that I can share. Oh, uh, and are, are, are these are these stories related to the film, or they just good stories you want to tell me? <laughs> they could be. They could be stories related to the film. They could be stories behind the scenes. There, there's, oh, there's, right. We don't have enough time to cover everything. But, yeah. you know, there's, there's an awful lot to say. <laughs> excellent.
0: Well, let, let's see where this takes us. So, I mean, just to show you how new this partnership is, really. Um, you know, three weeks ago when we started this new Kudos Cast episode one, uh, we hadn't even spoken to you yet. And uh, you know, yet yeah, here we are, and we're about to chew the fat on what could become the most successful British independent sci-fi thriller of all time. And you said no pressure on me, but now the pressure's on you. What can you tell us about Slammer?
1: Wow, what a, what a fantastic question. So let me first, let me say first that uh, I'm hugely appreciative of the time spent talking about Slammer. Anybody who has been in the industry as long as I have, about 26 years, the the number one thing on the bucket list is to make the first feature debut feature. Slammer is uh, a British sci-fi thriller. If it becomes the greatest British sci-fi independent thriller of all time, that would make a lot of people very, very happy. Uh, certainly myself as as the first in line. But to make a film like Slammer at a time where technology is at an incredibly exciting time, we no doubt will come on to, you know, uh, through the the, through the Duration of this podcast and yeah i i myself started making films many many moons ago developed quite a uh I've developed a wonderful team over the years doing commercials and uh, and the like and then finally came across the story of of slammer and developed the screenplay as, as writer and was thinking to myself do you know what would be really good it'd be wonderful it'd be really wonderful three years ago to start making this and developing it and then of course Little did I know that we would be hit by the pandemic uh, like a ton of bricks. You know, as if Clint Eastwood from Dirty Harry pulled out his gun and shot us in the chest. I mean, it literally, it, it, it was difficult, <laughs> to say the least. I've got a smile on my face because of where we are now. We got through it. But at the time, to think after those many years of wanting to do this and then being, being met with that challenge, uh, pretty pretty horrific. Imagine but I'm, but I'm, but I'm very pleased to announce that with the fir- final furlong, we met at the perfect time to be able to to say this film is going to be screened in September, you know, with all the best will in the world, and uh, we'll go on its journey next year, and we'll see where we get to. But I'm, I'm very excited right now. As of today, I'm very, very excited.
0: <laughs> as of today, it's very recent thing. No, it's it's brilliant. I think we've, we've spoken to your team uh, a, a few few times and we'll come on to the, the team a little bit later as well. But everyone is just so enthusiastic and and you really get that feeling that something has been... Achieved here, where you're all proud, and I think that's that's kind of the you know the the, the real success story here is that yes, you were hit by the pandemic. I think from a, from a from a crypto perspective, uh, a lot of our audience here have been for a bear market, and <laughs> probably you know completely unrelated, but uh, a, a similar feeling in the in the challenge that kind of lays ahead, and you know what do they do, and how how, how do I cope with this at that time.
1: Yes. I well, you, you touched on a very interesting point because this uh, film, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Pete, straight up straight up front. This film was co-funded by cryptocurrency. And I think that if you put that into context, to be able to ride that wave, call it lucky wave, call it you know, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, the fact is, is that Slammer was at the perfect moment to, to be able to capitalize on the fact that it became a bear market. And so I have to say, in some ways, extremely thankful. That doesn't mean that we were able to deal with Hollywood budgets at all, but it was extremely helpful and came at the right time. yes yeah, that's, that's really interesting
0: to know. And uh, kudos to you for being so forward-thinking. And uh, on the crypto side. Hey, <laughs> it's the first one. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So I've seen I've seen a few screenshots from the movie, and I have to say, the styling looks really cool. So you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Kind of Danny Boyle and um, a number of other directors. And and for me, you know, I, and, and I've only seen the screenshots. I haven't seen any of the the, the, the footage at all. I haven't seen a trailer. It's just purely been on screenshots. But it, it kind of reminds me of a couple of Danny Boyle, Boyle films. So Trance, a more more recent one. I think that's you know, probably about five to 10 years old, something in and around that. And and quite brave in some of the, the kind of techniques that he was using in that. And Shallow Grave. So that was from the kind of, Mid nineties, so is it is it fair to say that you've taken a lot of inspiration from the likes of Danny Boyle from a lighting in, and then from a from a storyline because it is a kind of sci-fi thriller and has that that build-up more the likes of kind of Kubrick and Hitchcock.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a you've dropped in some very big names in. <laughs> in um, I mean, certainly Kubrick and Hitchcock uh, are the uh, the granddaddies uh, of uh, of cinema. But uh, you mentioned Danny Boyle. So, yeah, I mean, th- what's interesting is you've chosen uh, a film like Trance uh, that, you know, many people sort of uh, have, may, may or may not have seen. But it has uh, well, the great thing about Danny Boyle films is that he punches well above his weight and has done since Shallow Grave. So Sh- Shallow Grave was a, was a TV film. It was it was funded by Ch- uh, Channel 4 um, and it starred, you know, Ewan McGregor, Chris- Christopher Eccleston. Um, it was a beautifully told story. Uh, it showed Danny Boyle, you know, coming out the gates, showing that he was going to be one of the, the contemporary uh, greats. And so when you look at a film like Shallow Grave for inspiration, then, um, yeah, it's, it's actually a very, uh, very apt trance, you know, has a as an exciting uh, thriller element to it, which is something that we we also have, have aimed to do. But, yeah, Kubrick and Hitchcock, I mean. Stanley Kubrick with 2001 and and Hitchcock with with his his canon of cinema, which I I believe all of the greats today will refer to Hitchcock, especially when it comes to suspense and style. Now, with Slammer, we borrowed very heavily from certain sequences, uh, certainly from Hitchcock, I would say. One film stands out, which I'm not sure a lot of your listeners would have necessarily heard of. If they haven't, I suggest they go and watch Dilem for Murder. Dilem for Murder is a, a a classic film from the 1950s and it, you, you, if you see that film when you see our film you 'll see where where we've we, we borrowed heavily um, but then but then I should mention a, f- a film director like uh, Chan-wook, park. Chan-wook park who who uh, a Korean filmmaker who 's probably best known for old boy although he 's done you know some incredible films. Now, saying old boy makes it sound like this film is equally as violent, which uh, it is not. It is, sorry to say, <laughs> what, it, what it lacks in, in, in violence, it makes up in cleverness, perhaps. Uh, we'll see. And yes, you, you're right. You haven't seen a, a trailer. I don't want to sound like Christopher Nolan, who is incredibly secretive, but there's, good, there's, a, good, there's a good reason for that, which is you just want to, it, people to see it when it's, when it's ready to show and not show something that is um, not ready. So we're on the final furlong. We're in post-production. I'm sitting here at, in, in director's cut in Oxford Street, uh, and uh, the director's cut guys have been fantastic. And, uh, yeah, lo, lo and behold, we're, 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 we're nearly finished. It, the film is nearly finished.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, yeah, good luck on, on getting that over the finish line. We know that's <laughs> always, or usually the, the the kind of toughest bit is that last 5%, but... Very, very worth it. And there'll be this huge kind of pressure that comes off, you know, your whole team shoulders after that and uh, pause for celebration.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the great thing about my job is my job is to deliver a really good story. And the irony about this is, is that I can talk about Slammer for, for four hours. I know we don't have four hours, but I, I could easily talk about Slammer for four hours. And the very interesting thing is the moment I show you the film, it comes out of my hands. So it doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter what I like, dislike. The film is as much yours as it is mine. So, one as director, you hope that the audience will, will will like it. But at that point, I can just shut my mouth and let the film be watched and enjoyed. And and we'll see where we uh, we'll see. Hopefully, more people like it than dislike it.
0: What will be, what will be. And but you know, I've I'm confident in the aura. Um, your ability to deliver a, a standout thriller here, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it and I'm sure our audience are as well. I mean, you, you actually answered part of this in uh, when we started the the conversation a few minutes ago, but the 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 whole TV and film industry really has been hit massively hard with COVID and the, and the pandemic, and it has. Where are we now kind of 18 months in if we look at kind of the full global picture of of the pandemic? So it's a a significant amount of time, especially if you're filming throughout that time. I I want to kind of understand how difficult it was to shoot a film during the pandemic, given all the kind of social distancing measures and restrictions on movement, etc.
1: Well, I suggest I don't talk too long on this subject because i probably mm. start to cry. Uh, and your listeners will, will not want that at all. <laughs> the reality is, imagine you take your team. We've got about 250 people um, across the entire team. But imagine you take a particular block of filming and you say, come to work. The risk element of filmmaking anyway is quite high. The risk element, the risk profile of making a film during a pandemic is through the roof. It, it really, it really was uh, touch and go. Um, and again, there's been a lot of press uh, about about filming during the pandemic. The, the amazing thing about about us is everybody who turned up is not on Hollywood rates. And I think it's worth really making clear that everybody who was there was for the love of making the film. Was for the love of wishing to get it over the line. Certainly, <laughs> certainly the difficulty of making a film, uh, this film as well, which actually is actually quite complicated, is something that uh, you can plan for years. Like we the sequence we filmed, or one of the sequences we filmed during during lockdown, uh, it, it was tough enough. If you we had a we had an amazing COVID coordinator, Catherine Catherine Rose, and she would often, I would say to her at the end of the day, you know, how is everything? And she said, well, Ted, if you can just keep your mask on, yeah, I'd be very happy. But 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 all in all, we, we got through it. We got through the days. And yeah, incredible. Uh, just a miracle in itself. And, a and Kath,
0: Catherine had a nickname. Covid cat. Yeah.
1: Covid cat. <laughs> Covid cat. Yeah. If you ever need a Covid coordinator who she was an ex-paramedic, ex-param- she has got a, a cameo in the film. She deserved to have that cameo in the film. She wanted one. I was like, yes, you, yes, of course. So she's the, if you, there's two journalists, there's, there's, there's um at the very beginning of the film, there's a French journalist and that's Leah, and then there's another journalist and that's COVID Kat. So, yeah. And, and, and again, you know, we got, we got through the days and they're long days, they're tough days. If you're not being paid a huge amount of money to, to do that, then, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what we'd all like, but on this film, it was really, uh, became a passion project for everybody yeah. involved.
0: And, th- and that team spirit comes through sometimes it really sounds like it it kind of works for you there so i mean let's move on from the pandemic i think well, i think we're all ah, yes, we yeah <laughs> we've all got the scars on that <laughs> so talking about the budget because you've actually just touched on that a moment ago you made this with a relatively small budget of uh, in the well, yeah. it's a very small budget within the movie world three million pounds but the way i've kind of tried to process this in my mind is that you know for be quite, that would go quite far if you were making cupcakes.
1: <laughs> that would go very far. if You're making cupcakes.
0: <laughs> um, but how do you how do you go about casting for a low budget film without losing the quality that your your team has achieved?
1: Yeah, that's a major question. And as a producer, you're talking about being the most efficient you possibly can with the budget, whatever budget that is. Doesn't matter whether it's doesn't matter what period it is. You, you have to be the most efficient with it. However, being the director you are constantly pushing uh, and every time you push you know that there is a a budget consideration to answer your question the short answer is with carol dudley she she's, a, she's an icon in 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 the, in the casting world she's got 76 credits responsible for 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 so many wonderful actors in in and 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 uh is immensely talented so she then did two things she she Help me choose the best people for for Slammer. It, the, the script would not suit with the the shoot. The the film would not suit, you know, five Hollywood A-listers. Therefore, we went through a long casting process and ended up with. I mean, they've now become you know my best friends, but at the time I didn't know them at all. I hadn't worked with them. Actually, that's not true. I'd worked with one of them. But um, certainly Flora Montgomery, our lead, James Atherton, Victoria Emsley, Samuel Clemens, Josephine Melville. I'd worked with Sam before, but um, not the others, and they are perfect. And that's the key. Your key is, in some respects, a great script, obviously, but 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 also the casting of those roles. And Carol was absolutely crucial to that. And uh, and as I say, you know, we we. We were able to cast this 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 low budget film, and 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 I think thanks to her, it will compete at the highest level.
0: Excellent. And I couldn't agree more of that. I think the the, the 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 cast is critical to any any kind of film, any storytelling. It's it's kind of getting that emotion across, and it and it and it makes a huge difference. And you can see that instantly when you watch a film where you think, oh. that's... that's a bit dodgy acting there. Not that I could do a better job, but you know, from uh, from from from, from yeah. a kind of actual casting perspective. Uh, and then, yeah, we
1: all we, we all know those we all know this cast that 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 phoned it in. We can, you know, you can't hide from the from the camera. You know, the the ones that 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 phoned it in, those guys, you know, will come in and do a job, and they'll there will be a huge paycheck attached to that to that role. They will fulfil the obligations. But you can tell, you know, you can tell. Yeah. The love isn't there. You can tell the love isn't there. That's exactly
0: what you can tell. Excellent. Um, What's actually continuing on the cast theme for for the next question. um, What's really impressed me about the cast and the film, you know, the crew as well, is is very, very diverse. And that's that's actually something I'm going to be covering on a a later Kudos cast. Uh, It's around kind of diversity within the blockchain and crypto industry which is improving, but it's still, you know, it's still quite now dominated and, um, you know, from certain countries as well. But, you know, from your, from your film and from what I've seen, it's the, I mean, the plot of Slammer is film female-led, to begin with, and you've named, you know, some of the characters or some of the, I should I say that for Montgomery? Uh, and, and and all of those characters are playing, you know, powerful roles. And the fact that, you know, on the, on the, on the kind of, crew on the, the, the back end of it as well you've got the likes of carol as you said you've got deborah and helen who i've uh, i've met so you know there's a there's there's key personnel from from many backgrounds um, with a lot of experience a lot of proven experience that is kind of you know that that, that kind of builds that whole team for you cast and crew mm-hmm. and put together in my mind like that's an- the perfect hotbed for creativity
1: yeah. a- absolutely i was just gonna i was gonna say i would say it's absolutely crucial it's the it's the best thing in the world where you are able to, you have the freedom to be able to choose exactly who you want. Every single person in the casting crew was chosen by myself. So remarkably happy to say that because mm-hmm. you know, so many, that sometimes it doesn't happen that way where some, some uh, producers have to choose somebody and some directors have to choose not the person they wanted. And so if nothing else, uh, every single person, Every member of the crew was was handpicked. The the diverse nature, uh, well, there's two parts to that. One is, you mentioned Flora Montgomery playing the character of Anne Waterman. So when we chose Flora, Flora Montgomery is in her early 40s. I don't think she will mind me saying that. She has been in the industry for for such a long time and gained uh, a lot of experience that if you choose your main character, in their 40s with all the she looks really good for 40 i should say but if you choose female if you choose somebody for your female thrillers in the early early 40s then obviously that very clearly goes against 90% of many of the films that are made and i'm not talking about in this country i'm talking about you know everywhere the first question has been for so many years uh, we'll get somebody who is who is young you know who who looks a certain way. In this film, poor Flora, because uh, you know, she, she does it so well, we have made Flora look a certain way, which is counter, I think, to <laughs> to most films that are that have been made over the last 10-15 years. Yeah. So yeah. so so Flora Montgomery playing Anne Waterman is similar to Marion Cotillard's role in La vie, en, la vie en Rose, which I'm trying to uh, to do my best French possible in the fact that, you know, they transformed uh, Marion for, the, for that role. And we aimed to transform Flora for the character of Anne Waterman. So without giving too much away, there's there's a, a huge relevance there. It's brave because a lot of producers and sales agents may be surprised that that's the way I've gone the route I've gone for my first my first feature I see that's a huge advantage Flora was uh, was able to share her experience and bring her experience to assist me with crafting that role did a fantastic job and then we've got the other part of this which is the the diverse nature where Josephine Melville should be mentioned because she plays detective Russell and again being able to choose somebody who just brings so much to her character and i don't want to i don't really want to give any more away because it's such an incredible performance it's such an incredible uh, character for me personally it's like i want the audience to not know going in but will certainly certainly i think with josephine melville's role playing detective russell they will they will get so much and be surprised by what they see uh, she, she 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 does extremely well.
0: Perfect, thank you. And for, for our audience, um, you know, myself and Ted are, are recording this over Zoom, so I can I can see in his eyes that he's trying not to give any spoilers away. <laughs> 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 and, um, Very true. Uh, I try I try to week some out, but there we go. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's 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 kind of bring this back if you if you don't mind. I mean, this is um, Kudos cast is. Although we've kind of done a change of topic, it is a kind of blockchain podcast after all. And there is relevance here, right? Because cryptocurrency is, is woven into the story. It's throughout the story. What inspired you to add crypto to the film's plot?
1: Well, uh, there's a few people I'd like to name here, if I may. Certainly uh, our mutual friend, uh, James Bowater, who introduced us, who um, yes. many people will, will know uh, from Crypto.am. Crypto uh, no doubt we'll talk about him later, Michael Manelli, who is currently the Sheriff of London. I didn't, I didn't even know the role of the Sheriff of London existed, but it is a, for those... For, yeah, that uh, makes any, two of us, by the way. For, for any of your viewers who, <laughs> who, who who are interested, the Sheriff of London is a role that dates back to the 7th century. I to add when blockchain and crypto weren't around. But it is, he's, he, he he works in the oldest office in the city of London, and it promotes the rule of law, in, in, the, in, in England and legal services. However, he's also a blockchain specialist and a tech specialist, and has written books uh, about that, um, finance and tech. So he is, he is the number one person that I would go to, um, and he's, in, he's, in, you know, he's mentored me for many years. He was the one that first mentioned the blockchain and the power of blockchain and cryptocurrency to me many, many years ago. So uh, it was very, and I was able to, t- to learn a lot from him and, and I was able to put it into, into Slammer. Johnny Fry and Pierre Bjork from Blockchain Radio, um, Murray C. Fisher, who's my co-producer on, on Slammer. And a lot of uh, um, Murray's, one of Murray's talents uh, amongst co-producing and many other roles is where he um, put his money uh, where his mouth is or indeed, you know, his crypto where his mouth is to provide a lot of resource for slammer so a combination of all of those people giving advice giving mentorship maybe support investment whatever it might may be those those people have been absolutely crucial and i've learned everything i know from from them
0: and i have to say i was i was, I was quite impressed on our on our kind of first call and you know i knew, knew that it'd been woven into the story because it was in the, the, the kind of presentation deck that it sent over to us prior to that call but it's it's interesting we, we're seeing a we're seeing a big movement i mean there's I don't know if you've seen kind of Silicon Valley was probably the original one that started talking about cryptocurrency, great series. And and then more recently, a startup. So more on a kind of darker side of drama. But, you know, again, uh, in my mind, a a brilliant series and was was starting to see this come in. And and why wouldn't it be? So it's a sci-fi technological thriller. And, and, you know, it just fits very well into um, into that theme. So, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about James later because, you know, he's, uh, for, for everyone at home, James is one of our advisors. You may, may be aware. Uh, James Bowater is so the founder and editor of Crypto AM, and he's just a big character in life anyway. So, I'm, I'm quite interested to see <laughs> how he did within the film is his, his cameo role, which we'll talk about in a moment.
1: Yeah, I absolutely uh, look forward to showing the audience James Bowater's very first cameo role in an independent feature film i'm 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 very excited by that
0: and i know he's he, let's talk about him now why not <laughs> i mean i know that he's you know very very excited as well he's he's the reason we met and it was a it was a quick call yes. from james to say look I'm playing a cameo in a film i'm making my debut you guys have to sponsor it. And I was like, well, oh, James, we need a little bit more detail from, from you before. It's, I like, know you just have to trust me. You've trusted me on everything else. And, you know, we've got this relationship said, so, Okay, fair enough. Send through the details and and here we are. So, what, yeah.
1: what can we say? What can, what, we, what can what? we
0: say about his cameo role? Yeah. How, how, how well does he perform? <laughs> uh,
1: well, as, as the director of the film, I'm extraordinarily happy with what James did. Again, without giving too much away, if you know James, and you then see his cameo. I think everybody will agree that he throws himself into the role that we created, and the the the, the character of Jimmy the Spoon will live on forever in the uh, in the Slammer franchise, if there is yeah. one. Yeah, I think I think I think it's safe to say that James Bowater deserves to be on the silver screen, and yeah, he he he's, he. Um, He's in the, it's a, it's a short, it's a small cameo. You know, it, it, it's, I think we only had a day with him, but um, yeah, part and parcel of our continuing conversation was that he was going to star in the film. And I, I, I'd love to do a spin-off with just Jimmy the Spoon, quite frankly. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's make, make it happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've seen him on plenty of red carpets before, but they've all been investment events for, <laughs> for uh, yeah, well, the blockchain industry.
1: Absolutely, and 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 he's 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 wonderful on stage at the various different events that I've attended and and and, and you've attended, and I think he translates a lot of that magnetism into this role. So, I can't wait to to sh- show everybody. Brilliant. Yeah, can't wait to watch. And by, the, and by the way, for the record. James has seen nothing. Okay. So you were saying earlier that you haven't seen anything. James has seen absolutely not a single frame of, mm-hmm. of his cameo.
0: Good to know. All right, brilliant. So I want to talk about commercialising the film. If we can, if we can move on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and making yep. it possible for fans to interact or feel engaged you know long after that it's, uh, it's been seen for the first time so um, it's clearly an important part of the process when you're kind of designing the film and uh, you know thinking about that uh, how the, that, that fan engagement thereafter there's a, there's an awful lot of hype around NFTs as uh, non-fungible tokens yep. and for those that you know unsure what an NFT is it's a, it's a digital certificate of authentication so it's it's heavily used for things like collectibles potentially memorabilia in the, in the future i mean the the actual scope of nfts is much wider than that and a lot of people are touting it for things like house ownership land registry you know so there, there's there's you know there's a it's a broad um topic but you know right now for film arts it's it's largely around collectibles
1: yes uh, I
0: mean, there's a lot of hype around it. And as you can imagine, uh, the expression jumping on the bandwagon comes into uh, comes into the conversation um, as well. Yeah. Given Slammer is a sci-fi and includes crypto in its storytelling, are you looking at NFTs um, Is there, you know, as a way to engage with fans or is this uh, too early doors uh, at this stage?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a very good question. And it, it would be very, very interesting to fast forward Um, it's a really good question and it would be really interesting to fast forward five years, 10 years to see how NFTs have evolved. Uh, I feel like the benefit of hindsight is really, is really needed to answer that question Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, obviously you guys are the experts and, um, my, my, my wish would be that there are certain assets and certain elements of slammer slammer that would suit an NFT. Obviously, if the film became the greatest British sci-fi thriller of all time, there would be a huge value in a slammer NFT. The the short answer is, I don't know what's what's going to become of NFTs and how they'll evolve. The longer answer is, together, we've discussed different ideas around NFTs and how they can work. And I think it's definitely something to explore further. Whether or not we'll have something ready for September, I don't know. But I I I, 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 would, I think they're going to be the future. Mm-hmm. I think that they are. If they're not, I think they're going to be the future. Yeah. So for me personally, if I can, if we can involve ourselves at this early stages, I think that's extremely valuable use of time. And as I say, if if the script becomes an NFT, if certain stills, certain frames become become F- NFTs, if uh, in the future, if I make a film and and the tickets to that film become NFTs, I think it's. It's exciting. It's tremendously mm. exciting. And we're at the cusp of where technology can provide so much to so mm. many from a global perspective. And I think that that is definitely something to be looking into now.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you're, you're you're looking into it and you're, you're thinking forwardly. I mean, it's, you, you touched on it, the, the timing has to be right, I think. If we yes. kind of consider Slammer now, yes, it's going to be, the best British sci-fi for I keep, I keep saying it because it's going to become true, right? We're going to make, going to make this happen. Keep saying it. Just keep saying it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've, um, you know, these these type of films quite often receive a cult following, right? And they 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 they're, they're far more successful over a long run than some of the big, you know, blockbusters that come out and they you know get all of the the headlines for the first year or so, and then suddenly the CGI becomes old and something better comes and replaces it and storyline might be weak so the, the the type of film that you are making uh, has that kind of not that i haven't seen it yet but it has that potential to that yeah. uh, cult like f- uh, following and that's when you get the the fans really come in and they they you know they, they 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 almost become obsessed with the kind of with the, the collectibles and um the, the merchandise around it so exactly what you said i think this is if you're if you're if you've got a screening event in September and that becomes a you know a, a sales event and with yep. the film launching the the, the the following year then yes discussing it now discussing technology and, and putting plans in place is 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 very sensible but is yes. it the right time to, to to launch a collection at that time?
1: Well uh, the great thing is the great thing is is the film will stand on its own two feet
0: mm-hmm.
1: for now for the next twenty years. Therefore and technology will evolve. So everything we learn from this experience, we'll only get better at, mm-hmm. uh, more efficient at, more cost-efficient at. Therefore, yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, worth, it's worth doing. Will we, who knows? I'd love to think that we look back in five years and say, so for Slammer 3 or Slammer 4 or Slammer, f- no, well, I'll say a few years, but if we were looking to the future and going, now, now it is ready, how far can we, can we push it? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether The Slam is going to become a cult film. I have no idea. I'm very, ha- I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of what we've got. But one thing I will say, that if it is a cult film, viewed, you know, France, Germany, Japan, China, you know, uh, uh, across the world, and it's, and it's embraced by those countries, the wonderful thing is the technology that could follow it will also follow and therefore uh, somebody who's involved in slammer now uh, will go on that exciting journey starting now starting in september for the next few years and together as filmmakers we can learn by that and yeah i think i think i think it's i think i think you well, are i don't i don't know what's going to happen but i'm very excited to see what does happen
0: we'll be there alongside you so yes don't worry we've got exactly. your
1: back thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. So uh just uh just you know before we really kind of round things off here. Next week is the Crypto AM summer party in London, so on on Wednesday. I'm excited actually I'm get to meet you in in person, not not just 2D image on not Zoom. just
1: through, and, through the screen. Your voice in yeah. my
0: ears, Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um but but um yourself and some of the team will be there. Uh and you're actually making a making of Slammer documentary, aren't you?
1: We are. So we're doing three things at that at that, at the James and your um, the crypto AM and kudos event on the twenty eighth of July, have I got the have I got the date right? Is the correct date? Yeah, we're doing three things. One, we are making a slammer documentary, charting the the challenge that's been making this film. Two, we're re- releasing a trailer to the two hundred plus strong crowd at that event, and three, we're going to film a scene at the event uh, involving one or possibly two of the cast members so if it doesn't make the film it certainly will make the documentary and it'll be a chance for your audience to be involved in slammer to feel directly involved in slammer and the idea of directing a 200, 200 strong crowd very exciting and i and i and i'll, uh, I'll work hard to make sure it's everything you want it to be?
0: It's 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 completely new for me, so I don't know what to expect, but I'm looking forward to it. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too. Um,
0: when 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 the when can everyone watch the film? When are you expecting it to be out there? Yeah.
1: So if we the yeah if we screen the film screening the film on the tenth of September at the Odeon West End Leicester Square at doors open at six pm. So for those who are listening to this who want to come along we will have a, a link at slammerfilm.com if i if i may if i may plug uh, at slammerfilm.com there is a there is a reservation list currently on the website uh, right now with a countdown of exactly how many days and hours to go until the screening on that same website you can read a bit a bit, a bit more about the film that i haven't covered and also they, again there will be a link to to book tickets and so we want to try and sell out It'd be lovely to sell out and i would and i would say pete uh two two more things if i may first of all there are 791 seats at the Odeon leicester uh, at the odian leicester square we want our challenge is that every seat is taken so that we have a, a packed cinema and the second thing is we will be extremely COVID secure we will put that as a highest priority but for those who Wish to attend, we are aiming to follow the rules, but be at full capacity, and we will be very, we will be, we will work as hard as possible to accommodate everybody, and and hopefully we can have a, a wonderful event on the tenth of September. Very much right. looking forward to finally showing the film on the big screen.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, wishing you all a roaring success as I know it will be. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, any any closing words for our, list, for our listeners at home?
1: Yeah, just that if you are a filmmaker, young filmmaker, who is interested in film, filmmaking, or indeed tech. You know, I started when I was 15 years old on a film called The Secret Agent. That film, if, if you look on IMDb, you know, see the cast of that film is unbelievable. You know, Christian Bale, Robin Williams, the list is endless with the talent in that film. And I I went, worked on that film as a runner and got hit by the thunderbolt. Over 25 years later, I'm now making my first feature. So just for any anybody who's just interested in both film and tech, the tech now to make a film is incredible. We have the same access to tech on slammer that the the big studios do it's identical they obviously have a lot they have a lot greater resource making their films than we had on on slammer but yeah the 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 access to tech for slammer was incredible and i look forward to showing the result of that but yeah if you're a young filmmaker watching this keep going it's a it's a very hard industry but um yeah if you're truly passionate about it and you commit to to working you know um long hours and with good people, then you'll end up making a feature as well. And I'm sitting here having shot my first feature, extremely happy with, with keeping going and keeping going through a pandemic and uh, maintaining enthusiasm at all times or trying to. Congratulations. Never, never give up. Never give up. Never give up.
0: Let, let's play a guessing game, shall we? Or let our audience uh, have a little guess. When you started writing the script of this film, what was the price of Bitcoin?
1: When I wrote the first story of slammer. It wasn't called slammer then it was called something else. But uh, Bitcoin was eleven fifty seven. Eleven dollars fifty seven presumably eleven dollars fifty seven <laughs> just over eleven dollars. It is now at well when, we're on we're in july now uh 2021 so it's what 30 30 000, or, or is it 20 30,000? thirty thousand—it
0: depends what second you're looking at.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's not—it's 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 not fifty thousand. It's going to be around thirty thousand, but it does make you think. It—it it really does make you think that we live in a world where that's even possible. And in the same way that the crypto has been described as the Wild West, filmmaking is also the Wild West. There's, there's no two ways about it. They're both, in some ways. Uh, each industry is a bit like the Wild West. Very exciting, though. So I know what you're going to say, Pete. You're going to say, well, if you just invested all your money in in, in Bitcoin at, at, at that point and, and, and not filmmaking, you'd, you'd be a lot richer.
0: I, I wasn't even going to suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> But whilst we're on this subject, I'm hey, okay, good. <laughs> let's let's move forward. Yeah, brilliant. No, thank you very much, uh, Ted. As a f- sci-fi thriller fan, and that probably came across a little bit <laughs> through through it throughout the uh, throughout the podcast. But I personally can't wait to watch Slammer um, with you and all of the cast and crew at the London screening on 10th of September at six p.m. sharp. I should say doors open well. six p.m.
1: sharp. Yeah, they do absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that this film is going to be a huge success. Uh, cool. And I wish you all. The very best so that's you know to everyone that's on your your casting crew
1: yeah and um, I just want to say, let me just yeah. if you if permit me to say thank you again you Pete and your and your team have been a truly excellent wonderful supporters wonderful sponsors it's a pleasure to be able to say that on on this podcast i hope for many more podcasts in the future and yeah thank you again to you and your team uh absolutely fantastic
0: you're very welcome
1: you're very welcome and thank you for that
0: the exciting news actually for the audience is that we will be running a competition soon to win VIP tickets to an exclusive cast and crew screening in September with us. So you get to join the, the Kudos team along with you know Chasing the Bears t- uh, team, who the team behind Slammer. So yeah, follow us on Kudos Twitter or Telegram so you don't miss the announcement that we'll make in the coming weeks. And to find out more about Slammer, you can visit www.slammerfilm.com. Follow Slammer on all the platforms like Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc. With the handle at Slammer Films, so let's let's really pump this up. Let's get people, you know, out there sharing it, and uh, you know, make this film as, as as great as it can be. You know, Ted and his team have put all the hard work into creating the story and filming it. So now it's our our turn to, uh, to promote it for you. Uh, Thank you very very much. You're you're very welcome. And once again, a huge shout out to everyone that is tuned into this week's Kudos Cast. Been a blast.